0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is the Curious Anarchy Podcast. Back once again, like the renegade master. Here today with a special tea with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Special with Susanna Austin. She will be joining us very shortly, but I'm here right now, joined with my wonderful co-host, Mark. How are you, Mark? I'm fine. Who is the renegade master? It's song lyrics. but you might oh, okay. maybe. No, no, if
1: I'm just
0: wondering...
1: I don't know who that is, but it sounds good. It sounds like a nice person to me.
0: Awesome, awesome. So... Yeah, so gardening. Um, I've been looking for... Gardening? To, um, I've been looking forward to exploring... and sharing the ideas around how we can... garden more. Um, independently Um, and also, you know, I think expressing a part of ourselves that we don't often get to exhibit, really. Taking care of plants, growing them, cultivating them, and then eating them. (laughs) Herbs, whether that be vegetables, fruit. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing Susanna speak on this. Do you have any experience with gardening, Mark?
1: Well, I've just started taking it up for the first time in my life since lockdown. Um, But you made me remember something, that there seems to be a cut-off in urbanised society with the production of uh, foodstuffs and and plants and, and flowers, which we had for hundreds of years, probably all of humanity up until probably the... Seventeenth, eighteenth century, and and I see, I see. Up till now, I've seen gardening like I see fishing or um, sort of sp- things like that. You know, pastimes that people do because they understand it, like they know it. Mm. Like you see people with allotments, and you think, well, how do they do that?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, it's like it never happens for me. I tried last year to grow loads of stuff indoors, and outdoors. I didn't produce a single product uh, that I could eat uh, which was my prime goal was to create edible product and I didn't produce a single thing that was edible. Now I don't know if it's because of slugs, because animals chewed up whatever was coming. There was one point where I planted, I was told to plant half of an onion and it will grow from that and I found the onion halfway down the garden where it looked like some animal's slugs or cats or whatever have been playing football with it. It looked like, you know, they, they dug it up and it was halfway down the garden. <laughs> um, I have no idea why that happened. I wasn't going to sleep all night to do it. I tried putting bowls down with, with beer in them to keep animals away. I tried putting pellets down. Nothing worked. Um, so it's an alien concept to me, although I'd love to be able to do it. Mm. And it takes me back to a time when I, I worked for one year. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Um, I worked for one year on a kibbutz. Thank you. I worked for one year on a kibbutz and I worked in sort of production of bananas and growth of bananas and what have you, um, which I loved. Uh, but I don't think I learned very much about the processes. Um, I learned how to cut the banana from the tree, put it onto a truck, unload the truck and send it off to market. I didn't learn very much more than that. <laughs> uh, you know, or oh, the other thing I learned was that you can cut a banana tree from the bottom, from its stem. I wonder if you know this because you spent time in the Caribbean. You can cut it from its stem because it's, the tree is at least 50% water. Yeah. So what you have is you have, instead of a, a sort of bark kind of product, you have like a leafy, looks like a spaghetti or something, um, process in the tree so that when new people would come along, we'd cut the bottom of the tree and they'd be carrying the banana bunch and the tree. Um, so I learned that banana trees are not as solid as the trees that we have, that like we grow things here with, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, A lot more flexible. Well, they're just less solid. They're mm. more liquid-based. Uh, they're like spaghetti, really, I think. It
0: felt like. And we've just been joined by Susanna. Hello.
2: Hello.
0: Oh, doing really well, Susanna. How are you doing?
2: Enjoying the sunshine.
0: I was going to say, I was Good. just about to ask if it's sunny where you are because it's, it's beaming it down here in the south of London. It it's, really? It's is. Sunny where you are too, yeah. Mark?
1: Oh, boiling. Look at that. Look at, Look at that. It's not quite
2: boiling here, but it's pleasant. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Okay. Nice. I don't
1: know how you got pleasant. away with that. I'm not sure you got away
2: with that, Susanna, but okay. Well, I think we're on a hill, so we're trying oh. kind to of get away with it. Ah, uh,
0: okay. Ah, oh, fantastic. So um so welcome to the gardening special. Um <laughs> today <laughs> it's this it sounds do I sound like Alan Partridge? Exactly that. You yeah. sounded like Yeah. You like a TV show,
1: like Sunday afternoon gardening special. And today we're going to look at growing plants. It's like, okay,
0: fine. Let's, let's, let's dive into this. Um, so Susanna is a keen, uh, green-fingered... Uh, can I call you a botanist? Would, would that be... I,
2: I think that could be doing a bit of discredit to botanists worldwide.
1: <laughs>
0: wow, okay,
1: okay. I mean, I really when agree. you... When you say Susanna was keen, there's kind of yelping noises coming from Susanna. So keen, yeah, that seems to be an understatement.
2: That's my two little fairy friends, my two little fairy oh. companions that um, help dig in the garden oh. without invitation.
1: Oh,
0: oh.
2: No, I have a nice, I suppose I have an unusual garden.
0: Smaller oh,
2: okay. Than Mm. But one that I
0: thoroughly enjoy gardening in. Wow. So let's let's kind of oh wow, how do we kind of really open this up? Because gardening has always been something that I've enjoyed uh massively okay. when I've done it. Um I remember being on work experience and um <laughs> I was working at a, a home for people with oh, it's a day center for people with cerebral palsy.
1: So oh yeah,
0: yeah. And um, there was a lot of gardening that needed doing, apparently, at, at this particular uh, week. I think it was two weeks I was there for. And um, I just found that I really enjoyed it. It was the first time that I'd really got stuck in and and really engaged. And yeah, it's always been fun for me. I like the laborious work. I like that, that feeling of, wow, look at that, at the end of it. Um, and I'm just looking forward to hearing like what you've got to say about your experiences of gardening and, and growing food, fruit at, at home, Susanna.
2: Well, for me, I think gardening was, as you said, a kind of an escapism. It was a way of doing something. But I have the challenge of, like a lot of people in the UK, we've got a very small garden here. I'm lucky to have a garden, but it is quite a small garden and it's on what used to be a brownfield site so it's basically an infill site so the land itself wasn't good Mm -hmm. so i choose to grow everything in containers and i'm also lucky that i have a balcony but for anybody that's ever tried growing um in pots on a balcony they'll know that it's really harsh basically the soil dries out almost instantly it gets very windy up on balconies yeah so you have to be really quite careful what you grow there. And over the last 14 years, I've had a number of different experiments, I guess, in my garden, but the, the one that I finally settled on is what the French call potager. Now, I apologize for my bad pronunciation of that one, but it is a mixture of plants that look good, planted in quite a formal arrangement, And it looks overstuffed, but everything has a purpose. So its purpose is to either attract insects, pollinate, be edible. And it's in service year round. So there's never a down season to the garden. Wow. So throughout the year, my garden starts off in January in blues and yellows. Mm -hmm. And it goes through the seasons and finishes on pinks and blues. By the time we get through to late autumn. It's got at last count 19 different fruit trees in there. Wow. Um, fruiting shrubs. And it's pretty vertical. So everything grows upwards because I'm limited on horizontal space. Okay. At the moment, I'm just watching. I've got my little figs growing with. And the fig bushes are proving to be a nice climbing frame for rambling roses growing up them, which gives kind of a quirky look between very English country garden rose growing through fig bushes. Then I've got honeysuckle everywhere, beans and things growing up it. And then all of the stone fruit, like plums and nectarines, has all got tiny fruits on them at the minute
0: you've got quite a range of fruit that apparently shouldn't be able to be grown in the uk yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah. Yeah. well again that was a a small idea that i kind of stole from the french who are very good at using walls to using walls and fences to provide a little bit of not just support but warmth
0: Mm. so
2: even though trees are kind of quite sturdy i've got nectarines apricots peaches um, growing here. So I live in the East Midlands so it's not the usual place on top of a hill in the East Midlands growing um, peaches and nectarines but by positioning them really close to a fence I can stop most of the wind and provide a little bit of extra warmth and by planting quite close together I can also keep them a little bit warmer
1: so, yeah. can we can we go back and start from the beginning because I feel like I've joined a advanced class in uh, auto dynamics and I haven't got the even starting basis here. so but on behalf of the people that know absolutely nothing about gardening um, to the point of thinking that uh, uh, unless you've got um, self-raising flowers they're not going to grow um, okay. uh, no I'm saying on behalf of those people like myself, can we yeah. start at the beginning? So, we get a pot. You get a pot, yeah. Now, what would you like to grow in your pot? Well, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. Well, actually, I want to, rather than saying what I want to grow, I'm intrigued to follow your example of, um, in a sense, mixing and matching so that you it has self, uh, it has multi servicing sort of requirements. So, like for example. It might do things like attract bugs. It might help other plants to grow. It might scare off things from destroying your plants. So so what I want to do is, is sort of map out how you would approach this from day one. So you've got a pot. It's, let's pretend it's, um, I don't know, June. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, in in the Northern hemisphere. And um, so it's in the heat, the height of the summer. If you're going to start a pot there, so first of all, to begin with, what do you put in the pot?
2: It depends first on the size of the pot. So what you're going to grow.
1: So, right. Okay, so let's say we had I a big pot. Just... just for argument's sake, we've got a big pot. What,
2: so what pots are sort of... The biggest pots I have are sort of like old-fashioned dustbin size.
1: Okay, that's so very cut big.
2: In, cut in we'll half
1: take... in height. i but taking it a size down from that, <laughs> um, just... Because let's think about what most people would probably be working with. So size down for that. But what I want to know is, before you actually talk about growing a product, yeah, what are you putting into the actual pot? Well, the first thing
2: you do is make sure there are holes in the bottom of the pot. Right, okay. So we've got drainage holes in the enough, bottom of the pot. Yeah, you need them for drainage.
1: Okay. Then
2: the next thing is you either put a layer of stones or you break up some of that white polystyrene. That you can never get
1: rid of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And pop Sorry, that in uh, the bottom. So, so hold on. Let's come to mm-hmm. stop. Stop a second. I'm going to leave the polystyrene out of this for the moment. But just imagining putting stones at the bottom. Why am I yep. doing this?
2: It's for drainage. So that that way we get a load of rain in this country, and you don't want your plants to be waterlogged.
1: So is your is your plant outside then enough? Because you said it was in your in your um, like. I don't know, something inside, didn't you? You said it was in I've something.
2: Got, I've got some that are inside in the back of my kitchen.
1: Yeah. Would they, they have drainage as in? well?
2: Yep. They would they still have, have drainage.
1: There. Yep. So do, I mean, again, just to ask as a basic question, would they would the water then go into your kitchen?
2: No, I have them on huge saucers. Right, that's okay. This so is like what, an oversized cup and saucer.
1: Bottom. Yeah, this is the kind of thing we need. This is right. This is the level we need of understanding. So you're putting a big pot on a, roughly a big saucer, so that if when it drains, inside, yeah. Yeah, but when but the if... water goes into the saucer, do you then sort of empty it every sort of day or something? No, it will drink it up. Oh, drink it up great. Right. So I've got my pot. I've got yep. stones at the bottom. Yep. I put what next in? What's my next thing in? What's my next ingredient?
2: Topsoil. A load of people tend to grow in compost, but if you're growing in compost, you have to replace it every year. So it's easier to grow straight into topsoil.
1: OK, I'll speak to people in London. A lot of it's clay-based.
2: You will need need to go to a garden centre
1: or use an online
2: place that will deliver and buy
1: bags of topsoil. So you buy bags of topsoil, you put that in the pot. Are you not yep. using compost at all? At all? I, d-
2: I don't use compost at all because at all, I'm right. lazy. No,
1: I don't want to not... no, no, every year and have yeah, to that's... restore them. I'm, I'm guessing most people feel like you, to be honest. So, so most people are using topsoil on top of stones, right? Yeah. Now, what's next? Then you need your plants. So how do I know which plants to select?
2: Well, you've got two things going on. You've either got plants like hydrangeas or camellia, which grow in a specialist type of soil. So you okay. really need it to be quite alkaline. Right, so or let's leave that for a second. And, and, this a and this is still yeah. a
0: top And this is still just an alkaline, a more alkaline type of
2: top yeah. soil. Yeah, it okay. means that the feed that you put in will be different. So you don't want to mix and match those plants. So you need to know firstly are the plants you're choosing acid loving alkaline loving or will grow in anything
1: okay now hold on step back a bit because let's let's start with the basics so can we if for the moment can we leave flowers out of this even though i know you're going to put some in can we start mm-hmm. with vegetation vegetables so vegetables yep yeah. so, so say you want to grow i don't know tomatoes onions uh um,
2: well, in June, you're a bit late for things like tomatoes and onions. You need to have them out way before earlier. now.
1: Okay. So, but in now, June, what would I be growing? What vegetables would I be growing?
2: Things like peas and beans and lettuce are really fast growing. Okay. So, you'd be able to get a quick crop in.
1: So, so could I put in the same pots all three of those? Or do you, or you, do you use different pots?
2: Um. Well, beans are wonderful at doing something called nitrogen fixing, which means they'll take nitrogen out of the air and they'll pop it into the soil, which is really helpful.
1: Okay, so we definitely want to grow beans. Are they, are they the sort of long green bean things?
2: Oh, you can have the little, to- I grow dwarf beans where I'm growing dwarf in containers. Okay. I grow little French dwarf beans because they're expensive in supermarkets, so it's saving me money.
1: Well, okay, so but where'd you get them from in the first place?
2: I buy online from a place called Real Seeds.
1: Real Seeds, Real as in R-E-A-L. Yeah. So you buy there from a place small, called Real Seeds. They're a small family
2: business that specializes in organic heirloom wow, seed, cool. rather than seeds that are mass produced for planting a whole field out.
1: Right, so so for someone buying a bunch of seeds like that, what what's the what's the sort of how does it work literally you just go onto their website yep
2: you pop in a little order and the seeds will arrive via the post and they'll tell you about all of the different seeds what you can expect how many many
1: do you get how many do you order I mean what's the they'll they'll tell you how many they'll tell you all that okay fine Yeah. yeah what would you get if you were starting out now like if you'd never done anything before
2: I would look through the stuff that I eat the most of and that's costing me the most money okay so I've always got lettuce leaves on the go because I get through loads of them. So I just mix a couple of little packets together to get the mixed leaves. You know, you get the mixed... Oh, different,
1: different lettuce, you mean, yeah? Yeah.
2: I will get three or four different varieties of lettuce leaves.
1: Mm-hmm. So you've Literally jumped the... Literally
2: mix back... the packets together, shake the seeds about, so they're all you, mixed You've
1: up. jumped up ahead a little bit here because are we growing our beans in the same pot as our lettuce you can
2: yep you can do
1: there's no, with, there's no issue there's
2: no issue with that no okay, no, no issue with that so you'd have your beans if you've got something like amethyst dwarf beans because they're going to be expensive in a the supermarket they're a little french bean but they're the purple ones mm-hmm. that you'll see
1: sorry the purple ones what do you mean
2: yeah, you get purple, thin French beans. They're quite okay. expensive in the supermarkets, so there's no point growing things that you can buy really, really cheaply and easily. Right, okay, okay. So if you grow the things that are going to cost you a lot on farmer's markets or specialist shops, you'll be able to get things that you'll really appreciate.
1: Okay. Because they'll save you money. So we're going for these purple wolf beans that I'm putting in and the French. same... French beans. French beans. And I'm putting them in the same pot that I'm putting my lettuce in, my different yes, strains so of
2: lettuce. In, in the middle of your pot, because beans will grow quite, they'll grow tallish. Even dwarf beans are going to grow about three feet. Okay. And they'll climb. So you need to get a couple of little canes, garden canes.
1: And oh, make sticks, like you a, mean? Sticks?
2: Yeah. Yes. And make like a little wigwam in the centre of the pot. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't need to be very far. It doesn't need to be a very big wigwam. Only maybe if you're only having about eight little plants, which is about all you'll need for like one or two people, you only need a wigwam size of maybe twenty centimeters by twenty centimeters in a little square.
1: Wow. In the middle? By okay. Yeah, <laughs> measuring that out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the so wigwam, that's a triangle, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, that's a triangle shape. So little triangle
2: shape. Okay. And Then if you uh, get some string, yeah, you can loosely wrap it around your wigwam to make a little support for your beans to grow up.
1: Sorry, I'm I'm doing what with the string?
2: Loosely wrap it around your little wigwam <laughs> with the bead
1: or, or not with the bean?
2: Before the beans have grown, so you're providing a nice little frame for them to oh, grow up. Oh, I see. Up.
1: Okay, okay, fine. So it becomes like a, literally like a wigwam really.
2: Yeah becomes literally like a little wigwam Um,
1: uh, and on the outside of all this is my lettuce yeah
2: Yep, very close to the edge so you can plant your little lettuce seeds all around the edge all around the edge of your pot and you can tightly pack them okay because lettuce seeds you can have you seen the cutting come again lettuces that you buy in the supermarkets in like a little tray
1: what does that mean sorry no i don't get it
2: You can sometimes buy little trays of lettuce okay. in the supermarket. Okay. And the idea is that you pop these on your windowsill like herbs and you cut okay. them and then they'll grow back.
1: Right, okay. Is that what you're, you're gonna, doing?
2: Yeah, you're going to do that in your little pot.
1: Okay.
2: So you put your lettuce seeds all around the edge, like a little thin band of them, circling the edge of the pot.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: And then around your wigwam in the middle, Plant your bean seeds, you only need to push them down to about the first knuckle on your little finger.
1: So this can be sound a bit silly, but do you do you plant them on the inside of the wigwam or the outside of the wigwam? On the outside. So there's nothing growing on the inside, it just uh... No. Right, fine. That that makes it a lot clearer. um, Yeah, yeah.
2: The leaves are gonna fill that space up.
1: Right, okay. So basically on the outside of the pot you're putting the lettuce the various lettuce cg seed, earth uh, seeds you're growing and then around the wigwam you're putting the french bean yep right and then the maintenance of all this what am i doing to make sure that it grows sort of thing like is there anything just i need to water, do to...
2: just water huh? it when it gets
1: eh, dry and and so this has always been a bone of contention because i've heard of people flooding stuff How do you know when and how much to water?
2: The idea is to get your plants to send deep roots. If you water them too often, the roots will be really shallow near the top and they'll die from drought really fast. I think that's what happened to
1: mine, yeah,
2: yeah. So if you actually, you're gonna get slightly muddy fingers doing this, but if you stick your index finger straight into the
1: soil, Yeah.
2: If your finger is damp at the end, then it's fine. But if it's dry, your plants need water.
1: Fine. Okay.
2: Because most people just test the soil at the top of the pot, but you'll end up with a waterlogged plant. So if you're trying to send the roots down, you want to send the roots searching for water and they'll go down and it'll make stronger plants.
1: Okay. Okay. That's a great tip there is I wouldn't have thought of that and so
2: what you can po- also grow around there if you yeah. like it and it's a, another quick one is fast growing herbs like basil you
0: would be okay, able to yeah, yeah.
2: just inside if you've got space in the pot depending on the size of pot you've used if you've got a little space in front of the basil between the lettuce and the little wigwam if you've got more than about 10 centimetres Then you'll be able to get a little line of basil going round in a little ring as well. Okay.
1: And how many? For this someone starting out now, how many pots would you advise them to have a go at? Start with about
2: ten and put different things in them that you like.
1: So do you mean sort of half flowers, half like half half flowers, half have uh, vegetation or? Um, yeah, or you can yeah?
2: mix or you can mix and match. I mean, right. I quite enjoy flowers in my salads. So okay. things like pansies and violas and marigolds are perfectly edible.
1: Right, fine. So you can put all those in with that.
2: nasturtiums. Yeah, you can put those in. Marigolds is, is, are great at keeping bugs off. It
1: is um, are they all growable at this time of the year? everything you're talking about
2: they are things like marigolds you probably you want to buy them as little tiny plants already growing
1: okay yeah yeah
2: because they're hard to get going Mm -hmm. at this time of year um Mm. if you wanted tomatoes you can grow tomatoes around beans if you've got a big enough pot but you'll need to get baby tomato plants already growing okay fine but if you did, you can do what's called three sisters planting. If you've got which a means... huge pot, which means that instead of using sticks for your wigwam, you use sweet corn plants. Use what?
1: Sorry, use what?
2: Sweet corn plants. Mm. To I've, make never I've never heard
1: of that before, but okay.
2: So you get actual baby sweet corn plants that are growing. And as the sweet corn plants grow, the beans will grow up around them. And then you put. Okay little trailing tomatoes like balcony tomatoes little mini cherry ones around the edge of your pot wow so the Every- tomatoes will grow over the side and the sweet corn will grow up and the beans will grow up the sweet corn plants
0: right cool
2: but so then, you need a deep,
0: deep
2: pot to do that because the roots of sweet corn plants can are as tall as the sweet corn plants yeah right
0: That'd be quite a deep pot.
2: Yeah. You need at least three foot deep. But if you've got yeah. an old plastic bin, however ugly it might look, you can use a you know, a plastic bin to do it in.
0: And you can the
2: deep enough? No, just a plastic
1: one. Okay. Can I you use can shop? Someone says this to me and I don't know if it's true. Can you use you know the stuff, the plastic thing you use to remove when you're moving house? Those sort of crate things yeah they're about th- uh, three foot can deeper,
2: anything right? like that all you all the container has to do is contain the mud that's all it has to do okay. so long as it can hold the mud in you're good i've got things growing in plastic bags that people don't realize it's plastic bags because they're at the back <laughs> and i put pretty looking pots in front of them
1: so i heard that one of the things with that, two of the things you can grow in those things are potatoes and onions. Yep. Potatoes now, are simple to grow. Well, people really. keep saying this, but how do you know? What well, I don't understand is when it flowers, because yep. what happens is, you, you, I was told you put them in earth and they just grow themselves sort of thing, and then a flower comes up, like a green shoot comes up above the earth. Yep. How do you know when it's ready to pick? Well, the first thing to do
2: let start right back at the beginning with the potatoes. So you've got your little potatoes, whichever ones right. you enjoy eating. The easiest way is just to buy some that you enjoy eating. And then them. And then leave them on the windowsill until they've gone a bit green and got a few little shoots.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I did last year. I did all this, yeah.
2: Yep. Once you've done that, get yourself something like a bag for life from one of the yeah. supermarkets. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Roll it down around the edge so it's only now about... 20 centimetres deep maximum Okay Put your little stones in the bottom
1: Yep I'd forgotten about put, the stones That's
2: true, yeah Put a, It should already have holes
1: Yeah,
2: yeah yeah. The then put about five centimetres of your topsoil No oh, more topsoil.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: Then sit your little potatoes on top of that You'll get five see, five of those potatoes in a bag for life in okay. a little circle and then put about five centimeters of your topsoil on top of that okay now the shoots will come through your topsoil
1: yeah
2: now as they do yeah topping up your mud your mud and yep. you can add compost you can add even straw hay anything on top of them just All keep right. them slightly above the
1: growing as, as the as the uh, Just unroll, unroll the bag. Yeah, but as the it's getting as the mud's getting higher and the, and the so like so imagine I've got a shoot growing up, uh, uh, like it looks like a little tree growing up, and I then cover it more and more with mud. How do I know when the potato is actually right?
2: Well, you'll wait, and once you get to the top of your bag, so
1: you've unrolled all your bag going yeah. up. Yeah.
2: You've slowly built your mud or straw. I often add straw in. I even add vegetable cuttings from you know the kitchen compost bin. Yep. I chuck those in my potato bags. Um, you've unrolled your little bag for life. Your shoot's grown all the way to the top. It will flower when the flowers die back, and the plant kind of kills over. Sorry,
1: when you say flower, what, what what do you actually mean?
2: You'll have little flowers on the top of your potato plant. It will go to, okay. they will go to flower, and they will look like tomato flowers but white.
1: Right. So when when they turn white and flowery. Just leave them.
2: Yep, just leave them. So you have flowers at the top. Just leave the flowers. Wait for the flowers to die back
1: and wilt. When you say die back, what do you mean? Just the wilt? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, they'll they'll literally die and wilt. Your little potato plants will now look quite pathetic and falling over. Then your potatoes are ripe. And then you know they're ripe. Okay, cool.
1: And if I plant like you just said, if I take three or four potatoes from the shop that I like and I plant it like that. How many am I harvesting? Just the three or four, is it, or how does it work? Oh no, for each potato plant you'll probably get about 15
2: potatoes. Wow, okay, cool. They, they kind of multiply out really fast, and potatoes will grow from the last frost until the first frost.
1: And do they take a lot of water or not? No. no, you
2: don't have to give them much water at all, you just have to keep building the earth up.
1: And you don't need a lot of light, presumably?
2: You don't need a huge amount of light. Uh, okay. So in London, you'll probably be able to start planting them out end of January.
0: Okay. Oh, so and you then you.
2: And then, well, you can grow them all the way through until you get your last frost. So if you planted them now, you would get baby potato. You know the little, tiny potatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You would get those around October, November time. Whereas if you want really big baking potatoes, you need to be planting them in January and letting them grow the whole way through.
1: Fine.
2: And and is it the same with onions? Onions take a really long growing season and you've got two ways of planting them. The first way that hardly anybody bothers with, unless you've got a load of patience, is planting them from seed. The easy way. Is... is to plant them from something called sets which means that you go to a garden centre and you buy what looks like a load of mini onions in a bag
1: okay and then you I plant got... them
2: mini onions and they grow into big onions
1: I grew them last year from like a... I was told if, if I don't eat the whole onion that I've got from the shop and I cut the bottom bit off with the root coming through you can yeah. just plant that you can but it takes a while yeah it did yeah. Did. I didn't nothing I did last year, I telling you, mate, nothing I did last year came to fruition. It came close, it kept showing signs of good health, and then it just petered away. Hmm.
2: But things like um garlic, you can grow the same way. If you get a garlic a garlic bulb yep. and you pop it in the fridge and wait for little green shoots to come through it. Garlic actually oh. needs a slight frost to get it to shoot. So what, it needs what, sorry? It needs a slight frost to get it to send shoots. So if you put it in the fridge... Sorry,
1: so if it's in my fridge...
2: You should get it to send little green shoots out
1: of the top. Right, so once it's got green shoots coming out of the top, I just do the same thing I do with the potatoes.
2: Yeah, but you break it into, you know, the little garlic cloves and each garlic clove will grow one bulb.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, Yeah, 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 you've got it. And can you grow that with the potatoes or somewhere different?
2: You grow it somewhere different because garlic likes full sun. The oh, sunniest, like sun, sun. In, you know, sunniest sun okay. in your garden. So,
0: so can I, I ask a question? In in these examples of uh, vegetation that require sun, what do you do if you don't really get that much?
1: Do you you asked my question? I was going to ask that question because I have no sun.
2: I grow some things on window sills.
1: Mm-hmm. Without, without I, the sun or access to the sun?
2: Without that much sun. Okay. Um, Herbs and things, because I use a load of herbs in cooking, I have my winter, I have some strong herbs outside. And then I have herbs that I grow year round in my kitchen. Right. And they're quite, herbs are quite happy with quite low light levels. So they're usually quite happy just with house lighting.
0: Mm, Okay.
2: So you'll be able to grow things like mint. I can grow mint, basil, sage, carrigan. Um think what else I've got inside. The sort of the leafier herbs. I've got thyme doesn't do as well. Does a lot better outside. It's a slightly Uh, woody herb.
1: It needs a bit more time. Um what about you know the garlic, you said you need sun. So would you could you grow it on the windowsill where the most sun you're gonna get is sort of thing?
2: You can. And you can just pop it in a shallow bowl if you're doing it that way and just okay. keep it quite, keep it relatively dry.
1: And again, is it chopped saw you're putting on it? Yep. Yeah.
2: Okay. And cool. you can grow what are called house tomatoes that way which as mean, well.
1: What, which is just the indoors They're ones?
2: They're little indoor tomato plants that will only grow about 30 centimetres tall, but they will give you tomatoes year round. So you just keep picking them and you can pick like a handful at a
1: time. Okay. Susanna, there's a lot to take in. And I think this is really the beginners of the beginners session. So would you mind doing a second one next week or something so we can take it a step further? Yeah. The other thing I was going to ask Jermaine Mm -hmm. is, Jermaine, have we got somewhere that people can read what Susanna said, like, uh, just the sort of like key components of what she said, like a, uh, a Instagram page or something like that, where we can put what she yeah, said Yeah, what there. I can
0: do is um, get a, what's it called, a translation. Um, I understood what she said. Transcription
1: done. Oh, the, okay. Is that a translation? Okay, good. Um, and so that way, Susanna, people can take up what you said up to now, And then we can move forward from there. Yeah. Um, Are you open for people around the world sending questions to ask us things about the growing techniques that you've used?
2: Yeah, that's easy enough.
1: I'm I'm
2: not a gardener by trade. I just enjoy gardening. There's a little disclaimer here. And I don't enjoy spending money
1: on food that I can grow myself. So, listen, if you're curious... a curious anarchist listener. I just want you to take on board in that thirty-second bit how relaxed and easygoing it is to ask Susanna questions. I said, "Are oh, is she prepared to take questions?" And she went, "Yeah." That's how relaxed she is. So, by all means, fire away with any questions you have for a gardener that isn't a professional gardener, but who grow, grows things regularly and achieves amazing results with a small, not very well lit garden. Yes, it's it's
2: not, not, it's literally, it faces northeast and we're on a hill in the East Midlands. I don't think you can get much worse of a growing spot
1: in England. You've been listening to Gardener's World with Jermaine, uh, featuring (laughs) Susanna. um, And next week we're going to look at the slightly harder to grow things, not the growing a bag stuff. So I want to say a big thank you sorry I was say, i'm also happy if you want
2: to explain how to set up a really basic hydroponic system i think so next week you can week you start off by explaining what
1: work. that is first of
2: all And i mean a really basic one but it'll mean that you can grow some things like chilies and peppers and oh, beans yeah let's do that yeah hand.
0: yeah mm, Well, looking forward without to hardly that. any cost this is exciting this this is the stuff that we need. People are talking about, oh, uh, let's go off grid. I don't think that many people know how to actually grow stuff. So this no, this is I really really, do. really uh insightful and informative to so many people. I'm looking forward to hearing what people's thoughts on this are. And yeah. thank you I mean, so the- much, Susanna. It's so, been
1: the other thing is that for people who have a genuine curios- curiosity Hmm. But like to do things in an anarchic style. I can't think of a better person to have on board in terms of approaches to gardening. Um, So we are very honoured um, and blessed to have Susanna here.
2: Well, I'll take that as a very big compliment. Thank you, Mark.
1: You should do, and uh, it was meant as one, and
0: uh, and it's it's the very least you deserve. Thank Thank you. That, that is all we have time for today on the uh, the gardening special... ...right here on <laughs> the team with <laughs> Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Bonus. Um, I believe... I think England have, have
1: scored, I think?
0: I it, heard a it's
1: 1-0 and it's the 87th minute.
0: Okay, wonderful. So, hopefully England, England will hold on to that lead and...
1: Uh, well, that's a bit patriotic. What about the people listening who are from Croatia? They're not going to agree with you, are they?
0: Well, we're in, based in England. Are we not supporting England anymore? Or? Well, we can, but I'm
1: just saying we, we, we need to be fair-handed about things.
0: Well, we're an English podcast. We're
1: based in England. Well, we're, a, England. we're an international podcast and we believe in all teams winning. Um, so, uh, thank you very much for the score <laughs> update.
0: Was a winner, baby! <laughs>
1: exactly that. Exactly that. Thank you for the, uh, for the podcast. It's been an amazing podcast today on a beautiful sunny day. We've been joined by two very sunny and and charismatic characters, which hopefully your garden will represent as well. Charisma and sunniness. So um, we've been curious and you've been an architect. So thank you for joining us.
0: I am Jermaine.
1: I'm Susanna. Bye,
2: Susanna. And I'm Mark then.
0: Bye, <laughs> bye, bye See you later. And, uh, and that's all from <laughs> us today. Thank you so much. Please hit us up on the Twitter and Instagram at underscore curious anarchy if you have any questions, queries, or anything that you'd like us to talk about in future. Also to note, uh, we have the well-being special being released on Oh yeah, sunrise. So that's gonna be really interesting for you, uh, counselors, therapists, practitioners in the mental health and well-being psychological fields i'll be delving into some conversations with them that's all to look forward to thank you so very much please take care and have a great day good morning good afternoon good evening and good night good night